episode 19. 19. 19. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And, and this, this better, better be, be good. good. Uh, thank you for listening. It's the show. We're uh, two, uh, me, and, me, and, me and Garrett. I was say me and Mike. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we review a movie before seeing it, and then we see it, and we review it again afterward. Uh, it's a pretty simple concept. I, I start uh, saying uh, we preview it, and we review it. Oh, that's good. I like oh, that. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm proud of that. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, this is episode episode nineteen. I can't believe we've episode. done it this long. Yeah, I, I think there were a couple of times when we hated it. Uh, yeah, that whole span, the whole Melissa McCarthy, Amy Schumer movie thing. That I wanted to quit. So and I was like, I don't that. think it's this anymore. But because been... it made movies not fun, I was like, now I'm going to see a movie that I hate. But the thing is, I think I think a lot of people respond to that and be like, oh well, I want them to see, I want to see them pick apart movies. But then the last two movies that they sent us to, on the votes, have been like. Good movies. Good movies. I, I totally expected people to pick. So we chose. Uh, we normally when we don't when we have two movies coming out that we don't know which one we want to do. We we go to our we tell you to go to our Facebook fan page and also our individual uh, personal Facebook profiles and we ask you to vote between two movies. And you guys for the most part picked good movies yeah. out of the two. Uh, we totally expected you to pick the Meg because the choices were the Meg and Black Klansman. And we were like, we want to see Black Klansman, but I think you said to me, you're like, they're going to pick the They're going to pick the Meg. No, um, you guys You overwhelmingly picked Black, Black Klansman, Klansman, which is awesome. And then last week, it was The Spy Who Dumped Me. Versus, versus Christopher, Robin. Christopher Robin. And Christopher Robin was the better oh, film, I'm sure. Oh, Christopher Robin. And you guys I pick- guess I'll float down this waterfall. <laughs> Oh, um, so yeah, Black Klansman. It's a movie about, um, it's based on a true story. It's a Spike Lee joint um, about a, a, a black police officer in the 60s or 70s. I think it's 70s. It's good, yeah, um, it's got that vibe. Who goes undercover in the Ku Klux Klan via phone conversations with the Grand Wizard David Duke, who is a very famous white supremacist. Um, and then he sends uh, a white officer as his surrogate for when he needs to meet up with them face to face. Ron Stallworth is played by um, John David Washington, son of Denzel Washington. Wow, um, okay. And then um, Flip Zimmerman, who is his white surrogate, is played by Adam Driver. I love Adam Driver. Famous from the show uh, uh, Girls, or um, yeah, Girls, yeah, Girls. and um, Star He's Wars. Kylo Ren in the He's Star Kylo Wars movies. He's the angsty Darth Vader. Um, and then also David Duke is played by Topher Grace. Yeah, I haven't um, seen Topher Grace in a while. Yeah, I heard actually he studied his old uh, footage of Venom to prepare for David Duke. He did not. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I'm just trying to get back into Eddie Brock. <laughs> I hate you, Spider-Man. Great, but just say black instead of Spider-Man. I hate you, I hate you blacks. There we go. There you, you got go. it. You got it. Um, so, Garrett, expectations going in. Uh, very excited. Um, the Spike Lee movies that I've seen have been, I think, two of them, and mm-hmm. I really liked them. I had Malcolm X, and then what was the other one? Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing. Those are the two. I think those are his two like, best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And those are the two. Um, He's been a lot of stinkers since then. I know. Miracle at St. Anna. I've heard yeah, that was not, not good. But I didn't see that one, so I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited about it, because I think it'll be good. I think so. I um, I just that's all I know about it. I saw a trailer today for a movie called um, The Green Book, starring uh, Viggo Mortensen and Marshall Ali, and it's about um, uh, Marshall Ali plays. Uh, who, if you don't know who he is, he uh, won an Oscar for Moonlight uh, last year. Um, he plays um, a black pianist in the '60s who's going on a tour in the South, and he needs to hire. Bad a dr- idea. No. He needs to hire a driver who can also protect him, and that's Viggo Mortensen, who's this like kind of New Jersey wise guy kind of guy, okay. who agrees to take him. And then along the road, he learns things from him, and they like you know like Marshall Ali ends up teaching him how to be like a civilized person who can survive in rich environments. And then wow. um, Viggo Mortensen teaches him about you know like he needs to become more. He needs to I think the 
Uh, he's you gotta very, become more assertive. Well, what it is is he's very disconnected with the black community because he's used to like performing in high society. For white people, yeah. So Viggo Mortensen's like, you gotta, you got a talent that you need to share with everybody. And then you see yeah. clips in the video of him like performing in black dive bars. And it looks like a very good film. And it reminds me of the recent trend of just really good black starring films that have been coming out. Oh yeah. And they're not just movies about slaves and like, like yeah. there's just good vehicles for black actors. All and, of a sudden. and then you got one coming out where it's just like it's all about black crime or something. It's like, can we stop doing that? What's yeah, all that, that one, one um, uh, the one that's based in Atlanta or whatever. The guy yeah, with the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the pompadour. Yeah, what is Can't that? Remember what that was called? Oh, uh, shit, shit town. But it's movies like that. That's and a podcast. There, that movie faced a little bit of backlash in the black community, actually, because of good. the fact that we're we're now in this re- this renaissance of good black cinema, and then a movie like that comes out. That movie seems like it was greenlit in '96, and they were just trying to figure out <laughs> who to play it and when to release it. Yeah, and I think now's a bad time when you've got movies like uh, like Get Out, Black Panther, uh, Black Klansman, like movies that. You, that show you can put black actors yeah. in regular movies, and it's still really good. <laughs> and you just listed all movies that I enjoyed. I yeah, they're all enjoyed. good movies. And sorry to bother you. That's sorry one. to bother you. Did you see, uh, we're getting sidetracked, we're not even talking about the movie, but did you see somebody, uh, Boots uh, uh, Riley, Boots, tweet it? Boots Radley. Boots Radley. No. No, that's, that's Riley. <laughs> Boo Radley. Boo Radley. Uh, Boots Riley tweeted the other day about Black Klansmen, uh, mm. tw- that he doesn't like it. Mm. He said that um, he said we're in a generation now where we don't need movies that star black people about racism. The best part is somebody tweets at him in response to his statement and says, um, "I think we're in a renaissance too, but I think that there can be movies where black people uh, can be in films that aren't just about racism." Have you seen "Sorry to Bother You"? That's a fantastic. That's movie. so funny. And he's like, he's like a super unique film. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but a super unique film with a black actor in it. To the director of That's Sorry to so Bother funny. You. But, um, but yeah, so I like Spike Lee movies. Not all of them. I think, uh, like I but said, like, Do the Right Thing and Malcolm X, I think, are amazing. Let's just go back to Sorry but sorry to Bother You is about race. It is, but it's very subtly about race. If you don't know yeah. it's about race, you're, if you're a white person who's grown up shelter your whole life, you would never think for a but second that it's about race. But you can tell. It, like, it's definitely... Oh, it's definitely it's about race. It's not the main point of it, but I feel like this is going to be kind of... Like, also, Adam Driver plays, like, a Jewish character, so mm-hmm. that's also into it, and that's not technically a race, isn't it? It's just an ethnicity. It's an ethnicity. No, it's a religion. Religion. But also, it's a race of people, so I don't know. It's just... It's just very fascinating that he would come out and say that against. And it's also Spike Lee. Like, that's that's just what he's done his whole career, really. Yeah. It's always conversations about race and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which should be talked about. Oh, old boy. Ugh. Oh, I didn't even see that Ugh. one. I love the original. The original's I, fantastic. Original's the Spike Lee one, in not top great. ten. I gotta write that down. I gotta see that again. But, um, so this movie, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's another unique film. I think we've, we've had a great year when it comes to unique filmmaking. And I think we, you and I have both complained about this a lot, about the sequels that just overwhelm theaters in the summer. Yeah. I think we've had a lot of really unique original films, yep. and I think that has a lot to do with a lot of people's voices are being heard now. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't want to, like... I, I don't want to bring up the Me Too movement, but, I mean, you had a generation where, like, uh, all like three companies were dominating all of Hollywood. Yeah, and now it's just one. It's Disney. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, a lot of these companies are now looking towards other independent companies to pick up films from. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to distance themselves from scandals from, like, CEOs and, like, you know, executives are doing bad shit. So I think they're more akin to... Also, the whole, um... Well, Oscar So White, I think, had a big oh, deal. Yeah. Um, I think that really made people like, well, let's, let's, look, at, let's look at some black screenplays and see Yeah, what but then again, I mean, you got Will Smith being in one of the worst movies ever, Concussion. 
It's like that. You was, know, that movie wasn't good, but Will Smith was good in it. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Yeah. He, I mean, it's, also Will Smith no, is a great social media person now. Just oh, is he? He's amazing, dude. He's oh. got a vlog on YouTube. His Instagram, the day he so he joined Instagram last year. And the day he joined, he got 10 million followers. And he's up to like 20 million now. And he puts up really interesting, good content. Okay. I'll yeah, have he's, to follow him. He's really entertaining, especially on YouTube. His YouTube stuff is really good. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say so, something. Oh, oh, so we were talking about sequels. And I think that, honestly, like the sequels that came out this year have been pretty legit. Except yeah. for Solo. Well, Blade Runner. Solo uh, is like a prequel. Well, well, yeah, Blade, Blade Runner Blade was last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, well... Well, regardless, uh, in, 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 in the great. past 12 months' time. Yeah, like, sequels have been great. And I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, a lot of people hate it. But a lot also, of people do hate it, yeah. It is, it's the most original sequel that that whole franchise has had. Yeah, although and, I will say, I will say it does... the most artistic vision. It does give me a lot of Lost World vibes. It definitely uh, does. But so, Lost World had the worst third act yeah. ever. Yeah. And then this is, like, a really good third act. That is the best third act of a Jurassic Park. Well, aside from the first one. You have yeah. to, like, that's the thing about the Jurassic Park franchise. You have to take the sequels with a grain of salt. But three is the worst. Without a doubt. Followed by Jurassic World. Followed by The Lost, the Lost World. World. Followed by Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And then the original. But that's just, like, a dub. But the thing is, the gap between the original and Fallen Kingdom is so big. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Because the original is just so good. But, ah, the original. Um, so, uh, John David Washington. Until last week, did not know Denzel Washington had a son. Mm. Uh, when I started doing a little bit of research for this movie, I was like, holy shit, he's his son. Um, do you expect anything from him, given the fact that his father is Denzel? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Listen here, David Duke. <laughs> That's what I expect. All right, I'm gonna. I want to go. I want to join your KKK. He's <laughs> like, sounds like Denzel's trying to join the KKK. Denzel Washington trying to join the KKK. <laughs> I don't know uh, if you know me, but I was Malcolm X. I think he'll be good. I, I think he'll be fine. I think. I think. Um, uh, Topher Grace is gonna steal the show. Yeah, I think he's due up for a win. I mean, he hasn't had a win since that '70s show. Yeah. I mean, the guys. What about not a win, great track win a record. date with Tad Hamilton? Huh? <laughs> no, was that the poster? <laughs> No, uh, that was risky business. Oh, uh, just put my glasses just, down. He just pulled his glasses down to do the the Tom Cruise risky business poster. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, Topher Grace. I just I, I on that '70s show he played a character and he was really good at that character. Eric Foreman. Yeah, um, but since then he's not been able to find his footing really. Yeah, he hasn't made a good movie. He hasn't been on TV again. Well, you know what he needs. He needs Red Foreman to just put a boot in his ass. Ow. Um, but yeah, I think that he's going to be really good as David Duke. Not saying that I think that Topher Grace would be a good racist, but I just think that this may be... Because He's think, a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. He just needed the right vehicle. And I yeah. think maybe he just needs to play a bad guy. A good bad guy. Yeah, Venom was terrible. Also, the trailer for the new Venom is not looking... It looks... It, I knew from the first trailer that it looked like shit. Yeah, it's just... Every time I see him talk... And then it's like, I don't know their tone that they're going for. Because like... It's in the, PG-13. In the trailer, he's like... He's making jokes about like... Like, uh, you're going to be forgotten like a turd in the wind. Like, why is Venom saying that? What? A turd? A turd I didn't in see the, the wind. New one. It's in the new trailer. Oh. Uh, um. Ugh. Uh, yeah. So, back to... <laughs> I know I've said this so many times, probably on the podcast, but with millions of dollars behind every movie, how is every movie not good? Um. Like... The people who have good vision aren't the ones getting the millions of dollars. I just don't... 
understand. Well, the thing is, here's the pr- I can t- I can explain it to you very quickly. Uh, that movie, and no I matter will- what, will make an ass ton of money. I know because it's, it's Venom. People love Venom. I just People- hate. It, I don't know. The, the idea Hollywood right now is like. The golden age of Hollywood was when everything was original. There were no sequels, nothing like that. I mean, it lasted for decades where there were just original films coming out all the yeah, time. Yeah, but even that... And I they mean, weren't all great, but I you, mean... If you go back to most classic movies, they're inspired by something. So either they are a remake, like The Maltese Falcon, that's a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's based on a book. Gone with the Wind is based on a book. Right, but what I'm saying is, is back the golden then... golden age was... Back then, it wasn't so much like, um, we need to make money. This has to, like... We have to make money off of this, yeah. or else we're a full. Back then, it was literally about just exploring filmmaking and trying to craft good content. Now it's just like, how can we turn the quickest profit? And I think it's because the budgets are so large; they have to make that money back. Like when yeah. you put fifty million dollars into a movie, if it doesn't make a hundred million back on its, you know, first two weeks, your movie's a failure. And then it's not even just global to like, that's well, domestic. Even, and they even called Justice League a failure, even though it wasn't. Yeah. So, I mean, like, now it's just, like, more production studios are more worried about making their money back immediately than just crafting good content. It's like the whole theory of, like, you have to make two Hollywood films before you can make one for yourself. Mm. Like, when you're a filmmaker. Like, they're like, okay, you need to prove to us that you can make us money before we give you. And then the budget, it's like, you can give a director, like, John Favreau. You can, make, you can have John Favreau do two Iron Man films. Give him a $100 million budget for each of those films. But it's still, when he comes to make his passion project, Chef... We'll give you twenty million dollars. Oh, don't that. forget he also did Cowboys and Aliens. I did forget about that on purpose. Yeah, that's I've, a, I've blocked that one out of my brain. I have that movie. I, I saw it in theaters. I did too. I was tricked. They duped me. Oh Harrison. <laughs> Harrison. Harrison, Harrison. Yeah, I just need a check. I need a check. <laughs> He's always Get off my plane. Get off my plane. He's always pointing at people. Yeah. Urgh. You don't know. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> it was the man with the one arm. God damn if it wasn't. It really was, too. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. This I, movie will I be think, fun. I think that this movie's just seem. I, I hope it's, like, a dark... I, I picture it as, like, if Tarantino, Spike Lee, and the Coen brothers had a baby, that's going to be this movie. Mm. Like, and I hope that's what it comes out as. It's supposed to be a really dark comedy, which I'm really excited about. Because I love the idea of laughing at, like... Unintended. What's that? Dark, dark comedy. comedy? Yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea of being able to laugh at this kind of content. Like yeah. the idea, and the idea that like you get to laugh at the stupidity of the KKK yes. for falling for this. Yes. Like the idea that a black man is just bamboozling them yeah. and then gets them all arrested and shit. So, I'm excited. Yeah, I think, I think it'll, it'll be, be really good. Also, uh, I hope we get a, a swole Adam Driver shirtless scene because that guy's got the weirdest chest. He really does. <laughs> just, so strange. If anybody's ever seen uh, the last uh, the Last Jedi, you know, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, there's a couple of scenes. Well, there's one scene where Adam Driver is shirtless. Uh, having a telekinetic conversation with Ray, and in the scene, Google it, please. Just Google "swole Kylo Ren," and he's just got the widest, flattest chest. It's like no def. It's like if a kid drew a picture of a human upper body. I don't know what parts he's working out. <laughs> it's only shoulder work. Like yeah. he's not doing anything else. He's just putting weights on his shoulders he's just, and flexing his neck muscles. Like that's what he's doing. He's dancing, but he's got weights on his shoulders. <laughs> but he's just dancing with his shoulders. He's like Kylo, what are you doing? He's like working out. That guy's living life. Puppy that Dr. Dre. Um, so, uh, I think we've said our pieces. How time? Where are we at right now in time? Um, I got a couple of things I'd like to do. We're at like 16, 17. I can't oh, crane okay. my neck too much. We got a couple more minutes. Um, that car needs a uh, tune up. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about our podcast for a minute. Um, sure. We're as we said earlier, this is episode nineteen, which means we're coming up on episode 
20 of our podcast. That's how numbers work. Uh-huh. And we thank you. We thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. We appreciate all the feedback you've given us when we've asked for it. Um, I wanted to uh, mention that a pinned post on our fan page, which is on the Facebook, mm. um, the pinned post is uh, us asking you all to choose the movie that we do for our 20th episode. And it doesn't have to be a movie that's in theaters. It can be whatever movie you've just, like, oh, I wonder what Garrett and Mike think of that film. Go to our fan page. Uh, we've got over a 1,000 people reached so far on that post. That is great. Because I boosted it. Boosted it. <laughs> um, boost, it's, so, it's insane how much giving money to Facebook actually benefits. Well, yeah, but then also, uh, it can people can see it, but like, who clicks on it? And who it tells votes? you what kind of engagements. Yeah, we I've gotten. Okay. I think we've gotten eighty-seven engagements. Woo! Um, so uh, out of a thousand, so we've got some suggestions. Bad. Go to the page, like I said. Uh, if you see something that's already suggested on there that you like, give it a like, so we know to push it towards the top of what we'll watch. Yes. So far, we've got uh, we've got things like the Phantom, uh, which I haven't seen since a kid. I loved I've it. I've never I was a seen kid. it. Oh, it's so bad. I'm sure. They came together, which actually came out uh, four years ago. Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. I never saw it. Wanted to see it. Never saw it. The Sound of Music, Space Jam, Pretty Woman, The Outsiders, Fateful Findings, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Some of these I feel like people are just like, we want to see them tear this movie apart, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, Flight of the Navigator, There Will Be Blood, Phantom of the Paradise, Shawshank Redemption, um, The Departed, Stripes, Three Ninjas, A New Leaf, and Love in the Afternoon. All these. I would watch any of these. Yeah, these are all really good suggestions. Because they'll all be fun. Um, but yeah, go to our fan, uh, our, our fan page, um, type down your favorite movie. We'll watch it for the next episode. Um, we'll close voting probably by the end of this week, like cool. Monday or something like that. I'll go through on my page, too, and see what people have said. Yeah, um, we, we appreciate the interaction. Also, if you like us, give us a, a, a review. Um, that would be nice. Go to iTunes. If you listen to us on iTunes, drop us a, a, a star review and then write something down if you liked us. If you hated us, tell us that, too. Um, whatever you listen to, give us a review, like us, subscribe us. Um, we're building momentum, and we can't do that without you. We're, I feel like at NPR, like the day that they ask for money. Oh, God. I mean, at <laughs> least we're entertaining when we do it. They, yeah. they try and have awful jokes. They straight up are just like, we need your money, or yeah. we're all going to starve. It's the fall drive here at NPR. Well, actually, if we're doing NPR, it should be like, it's the fall money drive on NPR. No, they have actually, like, it's like they hire new people to come in just to do that part. You almost sound like you were doing Diane Reems for a second. This is Diane Reems. <laughs> What's she up to? She's she not retired. on there anymore. She did retire. She retired, but... yeah. Well, she, she did book reviews, right? No, she would do, uh, she hosted, she hosted some show, and now it's 1A. Like, it was a two-hour block of a show, and then by the end, she wasn't there because she was always getting, like, uh, operations on her, uh, her, her throat. I am talking way too much Hi, to this, this the is Diane Ream. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of what Judy Crispin became. Judy Crispin is Diane Ream. That's a joke that I do. I do uh, Judy Crispin. I want to start a Judy Crispin podcast, by the way. Have I told you about this? Like, with her? No, but I'll do her voice. Oh. I'll tell you about it off air. Okay, okay. But, uh, um, so, yeah, Garrett, before we see this film, we've got all the housekeeping done. Like I said, like the fan page, subscribe to whatever you listen to. Give us all the feedback you can give us. We love that kind of stuff. Please do. Um, Garrett, arbitrary rating going in. Oh, I don't know. Um, isn't this is going to sound awful, but doesn't uh, Denzel's son have a fro? He on does the, have on an a poster, yeah. and he's got a comb in it, uh-huh, right? A pick, an Afro a pick, pick. Afro pick. Okay, so let's give it. Uh, I think I'll really enjoy this. Movie. Let's give it nine Afro picks out of ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna go. With, I feel like we, we either it's a sign that we we don't have good taste in film anymore, or we just keep seeing really good films. We keep giving them really high rate things. But um, I'm gonna. Uh, I just my rating scale has just went from like 
either it's a one to, I don't know. I. Eight. We'll give it. You can eight. give it a nine. I'm just saying. I, I was going to give it a nine well, as well. Nine for me is like it could reach my top ten with another viewing, and so, I don't think this one will. I think it'll be good, but I don't think there'll be anything wrong with it. Maybe, except I don't know. It all depends on the third act because we know what happens in the trailer. Like he gets into it, and then it becomes like a big thing. I don't know how the history works the whole situation. So if that all plays out, very entertaining wise. Shorts. Look like curtains. <laughs> that um, is true. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it nine burning crosses out of ten. Oh boy! Because so well, I'm, I'm the black one. I can say that. Yeah, you can say it. <laughs> Even I got offended. We just went through this whole first half without you saying Jews once. And there's like a Jew in this movie. <laughs> I was gonna save it. Okay, all right. I did say Jewish. Or you can cut this out though. I'm not gonna cut it. All right, but... I'm not gonna circumcise it. Ah, Jew. <laughs> All right, guys, listen to this trailer. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. There's never been a black cop in this city. We think you might be the man to open things up around here. Hello, this is Ron Stallworth calling. Well, who am I speaking with? This is David Duke. Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That David Duke? God. Last time I checked. What can I do you for? Well, since you asked, I hate blacks. I hate Jews, Mexicans, and Irish, Italians, and Chinese. But my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those black rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. The KKK is planning an attack. How do you propose to make this investigation? We'll establish contact over the phone. We'll need a white officer to play me when they meet face to face. You for the white race, Ron? Oh, hell yeah. So there becomes a combined Ron, Ron Stallworth. Can you do that? With the right white man, we can do anything. When's the last time they let a rookie lead an investigation? Oh, that's right. Never. <laughs> okay. Become his friend. Let's get invited back. So what kind of stuff you guys do? Cross burdens, marches. This is fixing to be a big year for us. You ask too many questions. You undercover or something? We must unite and organize to fight racism. Are you down for the liberation of black people? Power to the people. All power to all the people. All power to all the people. It's right, sister. For you, it's a crusade. For me, it's a job. You're Jewish. That hatred, doesn't that piss you off? You're taking this Jew lie detector test. Why are you acting like you ain't got skin in the game? I'm telling you, the wars are coming. White power! Black power! Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. That's us. Stallworth brothers. We're on a roll, baby. America first. America first. America first. If I would have known this was a clan, meeting, I wouldn't have taken this mother. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This uh, is terrific. We're back from that uh, that trailer that you enjoyed for, for two and a half minutes of your life. It was a good distraction. It's a good trailer. Um, uh, Garrett, what do you think of that, that, that there movie we just saw? What do you think? I, I mean, it's... I liked it. I know it's good. I'm just so uh, heavy right now. It's yeah. a heavy movie. Yes. Um, I liked it a lot. 
I think that... Oh, there's another blonde Asian. I... <laughs> I don't know if he is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't know. It's just... Uh, it... it, it it's like in Glorious Bastards, where throughout the whole movie you're just getting angry at all this like this hate speech that everyone like. Obviously, everyone's an actor, mm-hmm. but just to hear it, it really drags on you. Like it really makes me angry, and it makes me, like I want to jump through the screen and do something. Yes, uh, I want to do something right now, but that's not how you get things done. And I think I think it's an amazing movie because it does address both sides of the coin mm-hmm. and how well what you're saying is wrong and what you're saying is wrong and it's these two different um, voices coming together from all different sides of everything and the only people that are consistently wrong are the Ku Klux Klan <laughs> and I love that yeah um, it was very easy to choose who to root for and against in this movie um, it was yeah I, I agree like it definitely it shows you um, the logic behind the ideology of both sides. And by both sides, I mean there's a large um, uh, black population in this city, in the movie, who are all about black pride and black power. Um, but their ideas, um, they want to further the black race, but they're like they, pretty they, racist in their own they're right. They're going for revolution um, and liberation. And yeah. it's like, well... And then their idea is like, all police are bad. If you're a cop, you're an awful person. Yeah, and um, the main character is a cop. Yeah, um, and then the clan is just, you know, they're the clan. Um, uh, some things I thought were handled really well. Uh, the relationship between um, Ron, who was the main, I guess, the main character. Um, yeah. Uh, I say I guess because I feel like uh, Flip was also, he had a good, it was a split. Like, it was a dual exactly. lead, I feel like. Yeah, I really think so, too. I think it was both their movies. Because I think Adam Driver was an amazing. He was, he was very fantastic. good. Like, even the, the scenes where he was coming to grips with, like, realizing his Judaism, mm-hmm. like, through hearing all this hate against Jewish people while he's undercover. Um was very good uh some of these clan characters there was there were you could see why people would follow them because the the first chapter president uh walter very charismatic very 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 nice seeming um very approachable seems like the kind of guy who could talk anybody into joining his cause um you had uh uh uh, the slow weird dumb guy Um, who's from grand rapids yeah paul walter hauser paul walter hauser who was in i tanya stole the show in i tanya yeah stole every scene he was in in this movie he was pretty funny from grand rapids super racist in the movie um uh, the guy who played Felix, Jasper Pakun, Pakunyan. I wanted to fucking He was a kill psychopath. Him. Straight up psychopath. Uh, was and very his... very intelligent for being a psychopath. Because yeah. he could smell right through um, the ruse that was yep. um, Adam Driver's character. His flip. garbage wife. His wife played by Ashley Atkinson. Um, one of the most despicable characters I've ever seen on film. And I was trying to think while we were watching it, like, why do I hate her so much than everybody else? Who are all equally racist as her. It's because she was so gleeful during it all. She's so happy during like, it you've all. Like, you've got, like, the, like she, I said, the guy, Felix, who was, like, he's a psychopath. He's deranged. He hates people. But you've seen that character before. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a character who's gleefully racist. She was so unbelievably just content with being a racist. Yep. And, like, just... I've never heard somebody be so racist. She says very racist things in the like movie. Like happy about... Yeah, she sounds so like happy. Her, her eyes get big thinking about murder. It's like if you think of a character in a movie who is like a really like loving mother who like wants to bake her kids cookies, picture that character, but everything she says is racist. Yeah, <laughs> she's not going to make you cookies. Or if she does, she'll make you sugar cookies she'll that are shaped them, like hanged black people. And then she'll cook them in the flames of a burning cross. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I thought she... 
I thought she was a better villain than fucking David Duke was. Yeah, he wasn't really a villain in this. Topher movie. Grace, I think I, jury, I think I'm gonna just have to say this officially. Topher Grace isn't a good actor. I thought he was, he was just Topher Grace. I thought he was the most disappointing part of the movie. I think so too. He I, was he's just, just Topher Grace. Like mm-hmm. I just he can't. He doesn't. He doesn't become anybody else when I see him on screen. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and David Duke's still alive. You could have channeled that a little bit. Even the footage they show at the end of the movie, they yeah. show a bunch of real life clips of like racist stuff happening. And the David Duke they showed was nothing like what Topher Grace played. No, it, it was um, like, oh, this is the same guy. It took me a second. Yeah, but no, fucking fantastic movie. Really good movie. It was really good. Uh, shout out, shout out to John David Washington. Uh, who did Denzel came out of him a lot in oh, that movie. Yeah. Uh, you could definitely tell he's Denzel okay, Washington. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, just a really good movie. Uh, the girl that played Patricia, she was... Patrice. Patrice, sorry. Uh, it I might be Patricia, Patricia for yeah. long, but they called her Patrice all the time. She, um, she was a, a frustrating character for me because uh, she... Also, the uh, Jimmy... Uh, I forgot to mention this beforehand. Jimmy, the guy who kept... They put the mic on them and stuff like that. He was with their... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Michael Buscemi. Oh, I knew he looked yeah, familiar. Yeah. He looks like Steve Buscemi. I meant to mention that before yeah, uh, I forgot. He's great. Yeah, he, he was, was really, really good. good in the movie. Yeah, but the thing is, when the, so uh, Ron uh, wants to become a police officer, and they essentially welcome him in. Like, there's no like, yeah. there's they treat him like a police officer on the police force, except for one guy who's a piece of shit who gets his comeuppance in the end. Oh, God. But the police chief tells him he's like, listen, you're gonna deal with racism, but I got your back, and he does have his back, and they support him as a cop, and everybody just goes along with him, and you don't see when at least when they're in a police station, you don't see color. Like they they, yeah. just, they just see him as a fellow police officer, which I thought was awesome. Yep. Because it could have been there could have been a whole subplot where like he's not accepted in the station, and that would have I think made been a bit much for this movie. Yeah, it was already pretty heavy. Yeah, but um, that's all spoiler free, right? That's all spoiler free stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, you said comeuppance in the end, but yeah. Well, that's not. But um, not many spoilers in this movie. But we'll say spoiler alert now uh, if you want yep. to see it. Um. I'm furious right so now. So the end of the film, um, they end up taking down this one chapter of the clan, we think. Um, they end up infiltrating undercover. Uh, David Duke gets his comeuppance by way of finding out he was duped by a black person. It's a very great scene when you see him just sit in his office alone after they reveal to him that he's been talking on the phone to a black guy this whole time. Yep. Um, and then um, three, of the main, three of the characters in the clan die after they tried to blow up um, Patrice's a, Patrice car, who was the she... president of the Black College Caucus in Colorado yeah they try to blow up her car it backfires they get blown up which is fucking amazing oh I love um, it the wife gets arrested for planning the bomb and then but she also got tackled by um, the undercover black cop Ron Ron yeah Ron Ron excuse me Ron Swanson, no, uh, <laughs> Ron, and Ron. then, and then uh, she's like saying he he tried to rape oh, me, God. arrest that. So she's she plants a bomb under under Patrice's car, yeah, and then Ron catches her doing this, and then tries to arrest her because he is a police officer. And then two other cops pull up, and then two white him, cops pull arrest up, him, and then she starts screaming, "Oh, he tried to rape me! Like this nigger tried to rape me!" Sorry mm-hmm. for. I guess we never had to make this kind of disclaimer. Before. I almost said it, and I was like, but, yeah, "I'll um, let you handle it." Yeah, I will be. I will be probably using the N word a lot for the rest of this podcast because it's a lot. It's in this movie, it's in this a, movie lot. a lot. Um, if that makes you, I don't know, if that makes you cringe. I don't know how how your ears are in the UK. Um, but yeah, she's like swearing, like she's like, "Oh, this nigger tried to rape me," and it's so fucking infuriating. Was, you were you were leaned forward. Yeah, I was really I was, really pissed off. I was furious because like he's a cop arresting somebody who planted a bomb on a car. Yeah, and then these other cops show up, and she just starts screaming on about being raped and calling him the n word and stuff. And then I was worried he's gonna get shot. I thought I thought I was like, "This is how this movie's gonna end." Yeah, he's gonna fucking get shot because of some stupid. And then Adam Driver pulls up. 
yells at these guys. He's like, you dumb motherfuckers. He's a fucking undercover cop. Saves him. She gets arrested. She goes to prison. But before but, that, they the guys that pull up from the KKK have no idea that she planted the bomb under the car. Yeah. So then they hit the detonator. and Thinking that the bomb is in her house. In her, in her house. And then uh, it blows them up. And it is wonderful. So satisfying. Oh, oh nothing like killing clan members. I really want to. Like, there has to be a chapter. There has to be a chapter here, right? The clan is really small. Their numbers in America apparently are less than 5,000. Oh, that's good. Well, what about the white supremacists, though? Because the fucking marches that are Well, it on... depends. There's not... Ku Klux Klan are different than, like, neo-Nazis and, like, oh, let's white kill nationalists. Them let's kill them all. Well, you've, got, you've got the Ku Klux Klan, neo-Nazis, and white nationalists. The ones that marched in Charlottesville, those were white nationalists. So those technically they don't associate with the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, but why? They're the same because thing. they're they think they're better. Because like, they're the because they're nonviolent. That's that's the reason. Wow, we saw some footage that wasn't fucking nonviolent. That person so. wasn't actually a white nationalist. What was he? He was just an angry person. Apparently, he uh, he wasn't like he didn't claim to be a white nationalist. He obviously was a racist, but like he didn't claim to be a white nationalist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so the end of this movie. All these uh, th great things start happening, and you start cheering. Yeah. The clan guys die. David Duke gets his comeuppance. The woman goes to prison, and then the rug gets pulled the fuck out from under you yep. because they end up closing the investigation, burning all the evidence. Nobody can know that it happened. Um, and then Spike Lee closes the film by showing clips from incidents in Charlottesville, Virginia, or Charlottesville, North Carolina. Um, or is it Charlottesville, Virginia? I don't know. I think there's probably two. Charlottesville, it's very, Virginia. I think it's Virginia. Yeah. Um, the 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 white nationalist rally, the Tiki Torch rally, that was very famous. Um, the demonstration in Virginia where there were protesters, and then somebody drove their charger through protesters, killing one person, injuring a bunch of others. Um, all these just awful, awful depictions of the hate that still exists in our country. Trump talking. Uh, <laughs> that fuck. There is. There is seriously Trump t giving his famous. Um, there's a bunch of good. Good people in the group of white nationalists. He said there were, he said there were bad people on both sides. There, on one side, there were bad people, and then on the other side, there were very bad people, or something yeah. like that. He never decided which side was the very bad. But oh no, no, of um, course, why would he? But there's even Fucking. there's there's a lot of dialogue in the movie because the movie's set in the 70s. There's a lot of dialogue where like uh, there's a scene where uh, Ron is talking to his police captain. The captain says to him, well, David Duke's position, positioning himself to become a politician. And then Ron says, oh, well, nobody's, America's not going to vote a racist in the presidency of the United States. That would never happen. Yeah. And then it's just like, it's very winky, obviously, like a big, it's definitely a big Bluth family wink. But, yeah. like, but like, it's very much like, oh, well, that fucking happened. And then the end of the movie, it's punctuated by uh, those incidences in Virginia. Uh, they show Donald Trump defending the incidents of the people, the good people. And then it shows that closes with a clip of David Duke saying, alluding that, to Trump. No, he literally said Trump. Yeah, he said that's what Trump is doing right now. Is he's trying to what did he say? Um, uh, make he doesn't say make America great. Bring but like, bring something back. Bring uh, saying that Donald Trump is leading the revolution of like the white man coming back. Yeah. Um, and then there's even the scene where David Duke says to Ron on the phone in the movie. He says he just want I just want to make America. Uh, a great greatness. place. Of, he said greatness. Make America back to greatness again. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously Spike Lee has his feelings about Trump and he makes some scene in this movie. And I love that the crowd was in with it. Mm -hmm. like the crowd laughed at the right spots. They were cheering at the right spots, clapping at the right spots. Uh, that movie that movie needs to be seen by more people. Um, I don't think it's going to do... It didn't do huge numbers. It only showed on like no. a thousand screens or something this it weekend. It won't. It's... Um, but I think... I think... I, I, I went to the movie... 
I really take away that movie that wasn't really a, a John David Washington movie. It felt like an Adam Driver film. Yeah. It felt like his character had the most development of all of them. Yeah. Because he started off very aloof, like, I'm a cop doing my job, because he's the one who's posing as Ron Stallworth, undercover in the Ku Klux Klan, and he's also a Jewish person. And at the beginning of the movie, he talks about, someone asks him if he's Jewish, and he says, he says no, to his fellow cops. But then as he's getting deeper into the Klan, you see him start to wrestle inside with, like, accepting his Judaism and... All of a sudden, I'm talking a lot. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, Garrett got Garrett felt the feels at the end of that movie. I uh, uh, I felt it the whole time. Like it's just every time. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Oh, about what? <laughs> Hate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been asking ourselves that as a people, I think, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and by people, I mean like Americans in general. Well, we'll infiltrate. You can do a good white voice. I do and very I can, good white voice. Yeah. I can. You can be me. Yeah. Be Mike Logan. Well, I mean, I could just do it. I could just infiltrate. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't really need. Did you have any problems with the movie? Uh, no, actually, one thing that I did want to bring up is that uh, I really loved. So, this happens multiple times in the movie where it'll be from a different angle, but mm-hmm. it'll be the same thing that happens. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, at like the, when he put at the, the end phone when down. he hung the yeah. phone up and said "fuck you, David Duke." Basically, he hung it up twice in two different angles. Um, when the black guy during that uh, that that like speech, I guess. Which speech? The the the. Well, the one at the, the beginning one, and or? then the one at the end too. Okay. It's just there's certain lines that they say. Oh, at the end when he said uh, "black power," yeah, three times. Said that yeah. three times, but it's like it's the same thing. But and he leans up in his chair, and then it cuts to another angle. He's back in his chair. He leans up again. It's mm. to drive this point home. Yeah. And it happens a couple like, and there's one time where two guys hug, and it shows the hug from two different angles. But like the editing is off, but mm. it really worked. Yeah, Spike Lee. He Loved did. That. He really tried. He took some chances with the the film. Making and it, it, and that's what I love about that's this Spike Lee is the great Spike Lee that we this just saw is a this good movie. Spike Lee because I mean like he did some really impactful ways of storytelling yeah like even like every time they reference something they'd show like a, if they reference the movie they'd show a movie poster like mm-hmm. on the screen of the movie yeah if they talk about the card like the Ku Klux Klan membership card they just put a big just stock print of the membership card on the screen yeah like Spike Lee's really good at like getting into your subconscious with his filmmaking oh don't forget Alec Baldwin at the beginning oh my god that was so fun <laughs> with the 30 Rock reference Alec Baldwin comes in at the beginning of the movie uh, and it's just a voiceover kind of of him playing a character who's doing like, an unedited like a newsreel com- kind newsreel of thing, thing about like racism and stuff and I think it worked for two planes one it set the tone for the movie which yep. was like it was a lot of hate, but then you still laughed during it. Yeah. And then it also, it got us used to listening to really racist things. Yeah. Because, like, the stuff he said at the beginning was probably the most racist stuff in the whole movie. Yeah. Well, they also share Birth, Birth of a Nation. I, it's funny because I keep hearing about Birth of a Nation, the movie, the D.W. Griffith. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've wanted to see it because of historical context. I will context, never watch that movie. But, like, showing it in this movie, like, that's the most amount of clips I've ever seen of that movie. I know the general plot, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, just to see the clips of that in the movie, and then the people that are watching it just being like, yeah! yeah. And then hearing the cross-cutting... That scene made me so angry. I was f- fucking fuming. I, I, can't I, I will never watch that movie. Birth of a Nation? Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, never, I'll, I'll never, never watch, watch it. it. I'll probably end up killing a white person if I watch that yeah. movie. Um, no, I've never... I, I, you are a very, uh, you're a very emotional person. Um, Thank you. 
you're welcome. I'm just yeah. it's a fact. I mean, you are. It's not a bad well, thing. Well, it's just funny uh, to hear people say toxic masculinity and I have some of those things, but it's also like, hey, I cry at movies. So Yeah, I don't know. I've never said you're a toxic masculinity. No, you didn't. <laughs> you haven't. Um but I mean I'm not an emotional guy. Usually I'm very I'm very even kill. Uh I felt a lot of fucking emotions watching that yeah. movie. And like I think you probably saw it, like I wasn't hiding it. Like it was very much like there were times when I like I got so unbelievably angry watching that movie. And then even uh, when they were showing the clips at the end, when uh, with the of the real life stuff, yeah, and then the clip of the one woman crying, yeah, yeah, like tears in my eyes, like it uh, got yep. me, and like I think it was an, a build up of that whole film, and it felt like the end was kind of a, a palate cleanse, like a reverse palate cleanse, because like it's like all this stuff is very fun and it was entertaining to watch and you had a good time, but this is real serious stuff at yeah. the end of the movie, yeah, because uh, I mean it was a fun movie, you really rooted for everybody, it was like. Um, you know, it was a good movie. Well, the was- movie, the movie actually is like it. It's it's not subtle, obviously, but the things that happen in the movie are uh, a way to like wash it down with like those are the sugared way. Yeah. And then the end of it is a call to action. Just be like, fu- fucking do something. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the movie ends literally the last frame of the film is an upside down American flag that fades from red, white, and blue to black and white. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, and then to think this movie would never have been able to be made 10 years ago, 20 no, years ago. of course not. Like, there's no way that movie would... Fucking five years ago. I, it's, it's insane how... It's great that a movie like this can be made, yeah. but it's unfortunate that a movie like this still has to be made. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've said that about... Con- like, ev- everyone says, like, comedians, they're... Uh, I actually posted this on Facebook when uh, another shooting happened mm-hmm. with... Um, that's a, been a shooting a black in a while, victim. So. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, there'll be one tomorrow, I'm sure. But uh, I posted that because everyone says that, like, you know, George Carlin, Bill Hicks, Richard Pryor, they're so um, iconic as comics because they're, uh, oh, what's the phrase? They always say they're um, relevant today. Like, they're still relevant today, their comedy. And it's like, that's sure. not good, though. Yeah. Like, it's great that they were talking about things in that time, but they're relevant today because those things are still fucking happening. Yeah. That's a problem in culture. That's not a testament to how great of comedians they are, you know? Yeah. It's fucking really depressing to me. Yeah, this was a depressing one. Good movie, though. See it, guys. Yeah, it's it was really good. good. Uh, if you're squeamish when it comes to uh, issues of race, don't fucking see it. Also, grow the fuck up. Yeah, Boots Radley. <laughs> Boots Radley. It's Boots Riley. I know, guys. <laughs> All right, I think, what are we at on time? Oh, I don't know. I am running out of it. Oh, this is 20 minutes. This one's 20 minutes? Yeah. Oh, wow. I guess we can wrap it up. Perfect. All right. Um, Garrett, rate this fucker. Eight. Eight? Yeah. I give it a... I give it... Like, you can't give Schindler's List a ten. Why can't you? It's a good movie. It's, I mean, I've, only, the I've only seen it once. It's a really good movie. It is a really good movie. It's fucking depressing, but it's exactly. really good. It's just like this one. Yeah. The, um, the last four minutes are just... Oof. Rough. Just punch you right in the fucking gut. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine. I'm sticking with the nine. Yeah. I think it was really good. I think it's a very important film. I keep seeing important movies, um, and I just I, movie has not made me feel like that yeah. in a long time. And I felt some wide range of every emotion I felt watching this movie, except for love. I didn't feel love. Um, no, not at all. But yeah, so uh, Garrett, you got anything cool happening this weekend? No, I'm at Unruly Brewing. Uh, in Muskegon on Thursday, yeah. they do a comedy show there, and then Dr. Grin's Friday Saturday hosting mm. with Keith Alberstadt is Keith the headliner. Alberstadt, I will be. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I'll be at uh, 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 Jack's 
fucking Jackson, oh, Spring, Spring Lake, Lake on, on Thursday. Thursday, and then Friday morning, you can catch me on Fox 17 News if you're in the greater Grand Rapids area. Yeah. Doing the weather. I'll be doing well, the weather. Well, Friday, I'll be bringing the I'll be there at the same the time. Media. They planned it that way on purpose. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you a big hug. Yeah, we'll see each other Friday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do the weather. Uh, tune into Fox 17 to see me try not to swear. Yep. What, what time do you get there? 8.15? Yeah. 8.40 is when we're where our spot is. I think I'm so. going on before, either before or right after your spot. I think you're right before, is it before? or after. Come on, guys. Well, come on, one of the two. Uh, before and after? Is that, was that the name of our podcast originally? That was going to that be. That was the name of our podcast. Um, keep supporting us, guys. Like us, share yeah. us, tell everybody about us. Um, pick, a, sure. pick a happy movie for our last one. Cause, uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And that, that was, was good. depressing. Oh, yeah. <laughs>